Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Olison, also known as T-Roll, and I am joined by my good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and of course, the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shamato. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, man. Uh, wrapping up a fun weekend here. We had a lot going on, right? <laughs> yeah, what? wrapping up our holiday weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that's We're right. just finishing up. <laughs> like, what what happened this weekend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with everything, with the uh, Thanksgiving break and everything like that. So that's uh, pretty awesome going through all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of content um, to come to talk about today. So that'll be pretty awesome to. It's been a it's, yeah. it's been a busy uh, it's been a busy season for all of us. Absolutely, and yeah. We do have some things to to probably catch all of our listeners up on. Maybe on our next pod next week, um, but uh, we are recording this review for The Mandalorian Chapter Thirteen: The Jedi. We're actually recording it a few days later than we normally would, just because we've been busy with the holidays. Um, and we are we are not going to have a normal RGP episode this week. Uh, this is pretty much all the time we have. We're going to record this one. And hopefully it's a good little discussion and uh, hopefully everyone enjoys it. But we just got a lot going on, guys. We got a lot going on. Busy people. Uh, if you mm-hmm. if you really want to know what's going on, I basically just don't like hanging out with Justin and Anthony anymore. Sounds so, about yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, <laughs> we're at that uh, fifty episode or fifty. We're just done. Pod co- where uh, you know things just start to drift apart. Yeah, man, the love fades. The love Create, fades. Creative differences. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. Um, real quick, a little housekeeping um, before we get into our pod tonight. Can you please, if you're listening? Follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod, and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you're listening. Please subscribe and uh, yeah, share the podcast with some of your friends. If you have a friend who particularly loves The Mandalorian or particularly loves particularly loves Star Wars, even uh, share this episode with them. We would love uh, to. Um, yeah, we would love for some of your friends to check out what we got. So, all that being said, are you guys ready to dive into some discussion? Yes, yep. let's get it. Obviously, spoilers going forward here because yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a <laughs> lot of going on in this Good episode. Call. Yeah, yeah, I even yeah I even just said the name of the, which even the the title name is actually something that can get spoiled. I'm, I'm learning more and more yeah. of the Mandalorian every week. You know, they wait until like the release of the of the actual episode to show what it's called, which yes. is really cool. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, anyways, that being said, spoilers. We're going to talk about Chapter Thirteen, The Jedi. Let's let's do this. What were y'all's just initial thoughts on the on the episode? Ahsoka Tano, <laughs> <laughs> right off the jump, too, man. Like I expected. I mean, obviously, it was a Jedi, so I figured it yes. was some sort of Jedi involved. We which we all were suspecting it was Ahsoka, yes. and uh, I thought it was going to be like a slow build, like. Uh, we had to unwrap a few, like, a quarter of the episode of mystery to get to Ahsoka. To but find yeah. her, right? This is off the freaking jump, man. Yeah. Yeah, literally, like, the first thing we see. <laughs> it's just an, about. <laughs> yeah. it's It was really pretty crazy. You got the, it builds the setting, they go into the city, and then all of a sudden, outside the city gates, the lightsabers just light up, dude. And yes. there she is. Oh, my gosh. It was pretty awesome. So, uh, that, what more could you say about the episode besides... Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> so what did you think when you saw those white lightsabers light up? I, it, it was going down, man. Yeah, I was just, I was so excited. I mean, 
this this entire episode, one of the most interesting parts about it was just like how easy it was for the Mandalorian in this episode in comparison to like the other episodes. It was Oh yeah, yeah. That's he true. That's sat true. back and let her do all the work. So like that and just like he didn't have to do any of the trail work. Like through the entire episode it was just like, Oh, just follow this path. Like they were just like here, breadcrumbs, straight to everything you need to know. Everything that you needed to know as a fan was just laid out in front of you. There was no searching. It was just like, we're just going to jam this in your face, and it's just going to happen. Yeah, that was great, man. I love seeing her. Yeah. What did you guys think of her look? Fantastic, I oh, thought. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was, I was, uh, that was one of the few things I was a little bit wary about her. She is a difficult character to pull off because she has a lot of makeup, a lot of prosthetics right. um, that you're dealing with, but like, I felt like it was like spot on. Yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looked great. Rosario Dawson did a great job, I thought. So yes, mm-hmm. fun. I thought so too. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, the episode starts off with her just just destroying some uh, some guards. What were they? They were those masked little freaky people that were uh, some alien race. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like running up on dude. It was. It kind of reminded me. It was. Let me just say this. It was a little freaky. Yeah, right? the setting. Yeah, yeah like yeah. she would like kill one, disappear into the fog. Yes. Kill, it just felt like a scary movie again. Oh, yeah. So, um, and basically she gets to the point where she, she eliminates all of the um, all the guards that are outside the city gates. And up at the top of the city gate, you had um, the ma- the magistrate yep. who yes. was controlling this city. Um, what was the name of this city again? I mean, the planet Corvus. It was on Corvus. Yep. And uh, this is where Bo-Katan told... Um, uh, the Mandalorian to go to, uh, but so I, I get the, I got the sense that she has essentially moved in. The magistrate has essentially moved in and and just kind of taken over of yeah. this, yeah. this city. It's uh, I mean it's later explained that she uses up the planet's resources. She's like exploiting, yeah. right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you guys think of the magistrate, man? What was her name? Elizabeth uh... Uh, Morgan Elizabeth. Morgan Elizabeth. Yep. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, she definitely had. A little bit of a she had a she definitely showed a very like uh, dismissive um, about the inhabitants. So it definitely gave the feel that she was not from this place. Um, which you know, because even if you are like really evil, lots of times you at least have some sort of a feel for the place that you're at. But she really had no feel. And you know, it was also really cool seeing her second in command. Um, you know, good old. Um, Kyle Reese. Yeah, that's right. He so was. That, so that was awesome seeing him show up because he's been like off the radar for a while. And, you know, like he, he had two of the most iconic roles from the 80s, you know, playing Hicks in uh, Aliens and him playing um, Kyle Reese in ter- the Terminator movie. So that was really cool seeing him. Yeah, he played Lang. Well. That's his name. It was Lang. Lang. Yeah. But uh, the he magistrate. A- yeah, I can. I mean, she definitely seemed like she I mean, she was led to believe that she was in charge, but I kind of got the feeling like, okay, she's she's in charge, but there's actually somebody else pulling the strings. I kind of gathered that fairly early on. Right, which is essentially what we later discover, which is what uh, Ahsoka Tano is trying to... She's trying to get some information from her. Um, but basically, they have this standoff at the, at the city gates at the beginning, and this is when um, the magistrate says that she's going to just start... She actually said, how important is the information you're looking for or how many lives is it going to cost or something like that? Because yeah. she's basically threatening to kill as many people in the city as 
Like she doesn't care. Yeah, she literally doesn't care at all. No. Um. So uh, Ahsoka Tano says, you know, I'll give you one day to think about your surrender or something. <laughs> yeah. And flees back into the woods. And then uh, shortly after, the Mandalorian shows up. And he knows nothing about this city or this place. He just nope. goes strolling along. Yeah, he grabs Baby Yoda and he puts him in his little satchel. Yep, it's a puss. It's a satchel. <laughs> <laughs> puts him in a satchel and heads into uh, town. And when he gets to the gate, Lang is actually at the top. He says, "Are you a hunter?" And he says, "I am." He says, "Are you a part of the?" He says, "Are you part of the guild?" I think he said, last I checked. Yeah, which is... <laughs> iffy. Yes, it, which is iffy. It's a good... It was a very Mandalorian answer. Like, the entire conversation was like very reminiscent of especially early season one Mando yes. where he was just like giving them the, the ba- vaguest. bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so the basically... And, and I kind of figured like, okay, they're probably going to want to hire him. Like that was that was the first yeah. thing I thought. Yeah, simple. So they let him in, and he's trying to walk. He's walking around the the, the city, the village, trying to talk to somebody. Yeah. He's trying to find the Jedi, right? And they're um, running away from him. Yeah, he's like, huh? So this is how it feels like. <laughs> yeah, everybody's running away, and and he doesn't know what's going on, and and then eventually he um, uh, comes up comes across somebody who. Uh, an older man who was like feeding a couple hungry children. He tries to talk to them, and that's when uh, this character, I, th- I think his name is Wing. Uh, yes, Wing. He he, yeah. he said, uh, "Please don't talk to us. Please don't talk to any of us," or something like that. And you could tell he was scared. He was really yeah. scared. Um, so that everyone's running away, and then two of the guards come and say that the magistrate would like to speak with the Mandalorian. So he gets a private visit. Yep. In the inner gates, you could tell the. Uh, the disparity of wealth here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? You got all the poor peasants on the outside, the inner gates, and then um, and then the magistrate just, you know, picking vines. Yeah, like tranquil koi yeah. pond nearby. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, just, it was full of life. That was one of the biggest things is the contrast of, like, you know, like outside of the, the city, it was so barren, and, you know, but inside it was full of life. It was vibrant. The rec- it was colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then some of this exchange with that the Mandalorian had with the magistrate was probably not one of my favorite parts of the episode because, again, his vagueness that he had been doing since he showed up on this on this town really paid off here because he's continuing to be vague, and uh, she eventually eventually spills the beans that they are trying to eliminate a Jedi. Yeah, and you know he might not know how many Jedi there are in the war in the in the galaxy, right? Um. But the fact that he's about to get pointed in the direction of a Jedi yeah. because of his reputation as a hunter and as a Mandalorian really paid off for him. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah, his reputation definitely paid off here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he learned that she's got a a staff, a pretty ballin' staff yeah. made of pure Beskar. Yes. And so this was cool. That's definitely got a peak to his interest yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it, uh-huh. you see how he like uh, like clanked it against his um, his like gauntlet too. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, and it kind of made a cool noise, and I don't know, it was a, it was a cool sequence there. Um, but anyways, she he points him in the right direction. And points, yep. Yeah, those breadcrumbs those you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Easy. And then when he's walking outside the gates with Lang, this is when Lang sees the um, sees the child, Baby Yoda. <laughs> he says, "What is that thing?" <laughs> I keep it around for luck. I keep yes. it around for luck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's gone awesome. For, he's, yeah, he, awesome now he's a lucky that? rabbit's foot. Now that's what yep. he is. And and couldn't you see like 
there being some guild member who would actually do something like that somewhere in the galaxy, Probably. right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So, so that, was, that was great. But anyways, um, so he's now strolling through the woods, hiking, looking for Ahsoka Tano, and... Probably again one of the more exciting parts of this episode for me was right when he right when he stumbles upon her she she draws her lightsabers uh, as as he likes to call them laser swords later yes. which was just awesome yeah and we learned just how powerful Beskar really is yes so as she as she tries to slice him up he's he's using both of his forearms to essentially hold off the lightsaber and I had heard rumors, again, I'm not a super crazy Star Wars nerd, but I heard rumors that Beskar was meant to to withstand that of a lightsaber. Yeah. But we actually got to see it here. So what did you guys think of when you guys saw that exchange? Um, well, I definitely, I mean, I was expecting him to be able to, you know, hold his own because, you know, it is. it has been known throughout the series that the, you know, They've had multiple interactions between the Jedi and Mandalorians. And, of course, you know, if you're going to stand a chance against the Jedi, you better have some sort of armor that can protect you against that. So that made yeah. a lot of sense. Does it surprise would... you at all or nothing like that, huh? Not really. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so it, it was just – it was an interesting – it reminded me actually a lot of the, um, the first time Thor meets Iron Man when they're, when they're fighting out in the forest and they're like – they're working both on the same sides, but they don't know it yet. Sure. Yeah. So, like... In a forest. Hmm. Yes. Here we go. Here's Shimano doing his thing. He's is. doing his thing. Know, once uh, once per episode. Keep, yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But, yeah, so it reminded me a lot of that, and, like, he's trying to get this get this conversation out that he knows who she is, but he also has to get to a point to where he can get her at a distance to where she's not going to kill him before yeah. she, <laughs> she, where he doesn't before, die. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, leading up to this scene... Um, all the Clone Wars fans out there, I don't know if may have missed it, but on second watch, uh, as he's approaching like the the area of the woods, if you look at the screen on the top left, the owl, uh, the, owl the pet owl, which is uh, very uh, connected to Ahsoka, and uh, so you knew she was in the area because based on the fact that the owl was there. And then all of a sudden she jumps out of the sky, laser, uh, laser sword, laser uh, sword, <laughs> yeah, uh, lightsaber battle, uh, and then he drops the line like uh, he says her name, Ahsoka Tano, and then she stops, and then focus uh, hands, yeah, at me, focus or... hands at me, and uh, then they have a, and then her immediate response is hopefully to talk about this guy, yeah, yeah. to talk about him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just look, the little baby look, Yoda, yeah, yeah, the look, and she could probably, and of course she probably sense like how strong he was with the Force. Yeah, and that it looked like her friend Yoda. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> and so then they have a conversation. Uh, yes. And Mando, what, bring uh, brings the child up to her, yeah. and then she brings him aside to have a little campfire interaction. Little, a little yeah. force conversation. Yeah, yeah. which I so thought that you could was tell, pretty interesting. Yeah, man. you could they tell were, they, were, they were communicating. Yeah. Yes. Which props, shout out to Rosario Dawson on this scene here to just to yeah, act with just yeah. her, like her movements of her face and yeah. reacting to shoulders, a, a little puppet. shoulder shrugs. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it really felt like it was a true conversation that didn't even have any words. So yeah. it, it did make me think of, I wonder how annoyed the Mandalorian was with this conversation. You oh, could see it. Yeah. Like, he's just like, pacing, he doesn't know what's he's going pacing on. back and forth. He's like, just they're like, not saying anything. I need to get things done. And, and most Jedi just 
do their force stuff without ever explaining what's going on. You yeah. Know? Right? So they don't care if you don't get what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I doubt Ahsoka Tano prepared, hey, I'm going to bring him over here. We're going to have a little, you know, conversation where we just look at each other, don't use words. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, and even when they do explain stuff, it's usually cryptic. So even when she was like, he, he was like, you're talking? He's like, she's, she's in a way. Like, in a way. Yeah. It's like she didn't actually say anything, but it's like. Jedi yeah. do have a Jedi, way to. They, they always have to sound so brilliant. Yeah. Don't they? Yes. Yeah. Very wise. Yeah. yeah. And then this like this next scene drops the next biggest uh, information that we yeah. get for the entire so, show. So I'm, I'm, I probably will butcher the uh, the exact quote, but she essentially says that Grogu and I were are able to talk. I don't even know what she says, but she sense each other's feelings. Okay, sense sense each other's feelings, and then. The Mandalorian just says, Grogu? <laughs> that, I'm not going to lie. That was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Just like him, like just the Baby Yoda perking oh. up. And being like, hmm? And oh, the yeah. little sounds he makes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, so good. He does it yeah. twice at least. Yes. But yeah, it was, just, it was just really awesome seeing that like little bit of interaction there, like that recognition that it was his name. Yeah. And especially from someone that is obviously important to to Grogu. <laughs> Grogu, yeah. man. I love What do you guys think of Grogu the name? Do you like it? I mean, he's been cooing for two and a half or a season and a half now and it's only makes sense that the end of his name would be uh Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah, so Grogu. I think it's adorable. Yeah. And I think there's people hating on it because it's the Star Wars community and there's always going to be people hating on everything. Yeah. But I think it's I adorable. Think overall, man, I th- overall, I think there's a lot of positivity out there for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, Grogu, we actually have, we can stop calling him Baby Yoda now. But, T-roll. Yeah, so, T-roll. Baby, so Baby Yoda T-roll. over here. And he, it's funny, too, because he's over here. The Mandalorian's <laughs> like, hey, kid. She's yeah. like, Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so little, little Grogu over here. Um, we learn is actually, this, and this is probably the craziest part. She tells the Mandalorian that he was raised at the Jedi Temple, and when the, on Coruscant, on Coruscant, mm-hmm. that's right. And when the uh, the Clone Wars ended, um, and the Empire was was um, rising to power, that he was taken away and hidden. Right? Is that what she yes. said? So, I mean, essentially during Order sixty six, right? Yeah, that's basically when it happened. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, when Anakin went all stab happy and the younglings. There's a potential chance that Grogu was there. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, in, in what else she describes about how he, how she has, or excuse me, how Grogu has suppressed his powers to protect himself. He's probably gone. I mean, I'm, I'm just figuring. I'm just assuming, man. He's just traumatized and just does not feel himself. Yeah, safe. You know? He don't, he don't really feel safe, you know, anymore. Yeah, you know, which really just brings up the light of. Um, like who was he with at the beginning of season one? Because I feel like, like why where he like where he was at? What was he doing there? I mean, were they protecting him? Was it on Tatooine? No, no, that was on Tatooine. Where where was he? Where was uh, Grogu at? Uh, well, when he first met him, whatever planet that uh, they all looked the Queel same. was on, whatever. Yeah, planet I thought that, that was, was yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, did, I think that's one of the interesting ideas about the beginning of that season. It's like we always think of the Mandalorian being the you know, good guy, good guy. Yeah. But in that sense, at the very beginning, he was not necessarily the good guy. I mean, what if he they were got a job done? That was what really if they it. were put in charge by the Jedi yeah, to, protect to protect him? him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then good point. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's there's so much that I feel like is going to continue to be revealed and unraveled through all of this. Um, but just the fact that he was raised at the Jedi Temple at Coruscant, I mean, that that was such a shocking development. I was not expecting yeah. to hear that. You know? Yeah. Um, Questions arise on who hit him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, who do you yeah, who, who do you guys think? Like, yeah, what? who hit him? The fact that he was at like probably the Jedi Temple. That as a Star Wars fa- Star Wars fan, you are most familiar with. Yes, yeah, for sure. And so I don't know if you think about like everybody who was in and out of that temple. Like yeah. it's big names. Like obviously, like Mace Windu, um, yeah. Yoda, uh, Anakin, Obi- Anakin Obi Wan. Like all these, all these Literally. potential masters for. Uh, sorry, Anakin. Uh, all these other, <laughs> all these other masters um, could have could have been training Grogu. Um, so, I mean, it could be a new Jedi that snuck him out that's going to be introduced, maybe, or it was Mace Windu before he went to go face, um, Emperor, or, I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be a ton of different It could be any of the, like, the less, it could be any of the less represented masters that we don't, that are more brought up in other forms of media, but not brought up so much in, like, the movies, like, you see, like, Ayla Zakura or General Mundi. Or think people like that would be that'd be very interesting to see um, if they were to show up and just you know have a least you know or, or just as a like a maybe flashback so you see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no telling. And then who who pulled him out? Who put him in hiding? Who yeah. who initially uh, saved him? I mean, there's so many questions. And so, but the next thing that happens is that Ahsoka Tano is is essentially trying to test him. Test him. That's right. Yes. And she holds a little pebble out, and um, does she, does she push it to she him? She pushes it. Okay, to him, that's yeah. that's what I that's what yes. I thought. And then he catches it, and she asks for him to use the force to send it back to her, and he couldn't do it. And he just kind of drops it. Bro, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like the kid playing baseball who's just frustrated that he can't. Throw yep. the ball and just like throws his glove down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she she then says that she wants uh, the Mandalorian to try to uh, test him because they have a more close bond. See if see yep. if their relationship helps. And this is really funny because he's just so annoyed. He's like, "All right, kid." <laughs> yeah, Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. Um, he he tried to get Grogu to take the pebble out of his hand. And he wouldn't do it. And I knew this was coming from a mile away when yeah. he, he yeah. took he grabbed a little knob from his uh from the ship, ship from the razor crest because he knows how much Grogu loves this thing, man. Yes. How, how cute was that, right? Like, he's like, Go on, take he's it. Like holding it out. <laughs> you know you want to. <laughs> That's right. And when Grogu used the force to grab it, he was like the Mandalorian was so excited. Dude, proud dad. Yes. He Pr- literally was a proud dad. Yeah, he literally right was there. a pr- proud dad for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. so Go ahead. Yeah, but it was, well, it was a mix of the proud dad, but it was also there's probably a hint of relief for the whole. This was his moment of proving with the Jedi, and then the Jedi would take him. Right. So I think there's that's, a little well, bit what of he that thought. too. That's what he thought. He thought he had completed his mission in that's a right. lot of ways. I think right there. And then we learned that Ahsoka Tano was like, well, actually, I'm not going to train him. <laughs> his connection to you is too strong. <laughs> Yeah, it's connection to you is too strong, and your presence is uh, not good for his fears or something. She, she was basically saying that she's afraid that he's going to go down a dark path. Yeah, and she's seen it before. She's seen it before. Up close and personal. We all know where that's from with with Anakin. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, the you know the Jedi, you know, the Jedi Temple was destroyed or something, or the Jedi Order was destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
And there's not much left. There's yeah. not much left. But then he had an awesome line where he was like, so is the Empire, yet it hunts him yes. endlessly yes. or something yep. like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. But that was, I don't know, you could just tell, like, it's like, okay, cool, you're you're all hurt about your Jedi friends dying. Well, are you going to protect this little kid or what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he offers to help her yeah. with uh, her problem that she has. Right. Yeah, and I, and I guess, did he offer to do that? So Well, he says to her, he's like, they sent me to kill you. Yeah, that's right. And I can help you with your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then that's when he said, uh, "A Mandal- no, a Jedi and a Mandalorian. Oh yeah, working they'll, together. They'll never, they'll see, never it see it coming." coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which wow. is true. Like, I mean, yeah. how often do you see a Jedi? And has this ever happened? Uh, only yes. Bo-Katan. And, I mean, it's usually it is a very uh, it's a very like Romeo and Juliet type of situation. Yeah, where it's it, it is usually short periods of time, and it's very controversial. When when it does happen, uh, like you know, Bo Katan and you know Ahsoka team up a couple of times. Um, Obi Wan was in love with a Mandal with a with a Mandalorian as well at one point. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it it does happen, but it's also a very controversial thing mm-hmm. to happen. Well, it also happens in uh in in Rebels. Socially unacceptable. Yes. Sounds about right. Yeah, even Lang later on says, you threw in with a Jedi, huh? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, they decided to team up. And this this whole sequence was amazing. It was. All of these fight scenes, yes. amazing. Uh, she shows up, just runs up the side of the freaking uh, you know, gate, just cutting people in Did half. Did you notice that she cut the dude through the bell? Like, you know, like that guy was yes. ringing the bell. Yeah. And like she just lightsabers through the bell, through the guy all at one time. And like that get, was pretty you wild. Hear, you hear man. the gong just fall yeah. and the loud noise. Yeah. Yeah, man. She was doing work up there. Um, and she shows up at the inner gate and the magistrate's there with her. What is it? What kind of droids did HK 80, 87. 87 droids? I'm showing my lack of nerdum here, yeah. my lack of yeah. geeked, geek uh, knowledge. But um, she had. A lot of uh, powerful power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of firepower, and basically, um, Sokatana's she's she's there to you know throw down. Yeah, she uh, pretty much she lures all the main firepower yep. away, um, and then that leaves uh, a couple guards to just start killing prisoners. And that's where Mando drops in with his uh, yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, jetpack and just uh, saves the day there. And he's like guarding the inner gate now. Yep. Yeah, and then she's chasing down Lang and dealing with the other HK uh, assassin droids or whatever they are. Um, and there was that cool shot where he's where the Mandalorian sta- standing in front of the gate, and she's like up on top oh, of. Yeah. One of them. Oh, I was yeah. gonna bring up that scene. That was so cool. Yeah. How sick like, it was, was that? So simple, but it was so cool. Just like him standing in the foreground, her in the background. Oh, that was it was just a really cool look. That was a scene. shot. Right? Yeah. Yes. And Lang is staring at him. Lang yep. staring yeah. at both of them. I think that's when he said, you know, like you threw him with threw the Jedi. In, yeah. And then believe the, it. Yeah, then this this leads to like I think for me this was my favorite scene because of the representation here. Like you have Lang and Mando on the outside, yeah. which Mandalorian for me has like notoriously been known as like a western western type show, yes. which you have a typical standoff, a typical western standoff. Yep. And then on the inside, in the inner gates, you have kind of like a samurai type yes, style very much of so. a standoff, which could be cause where the Western really got most of their uh, ideas yeah. and stuff from, from the uh, samurai cultures and in Japan. Yeah. And uh, 
you have the hands on the guns, hands on the hip, and then you yep. have uh, Ahsoka and the magistrate. They drop their cloaks, yeah, and they fall to the ground. And they draw <laughs> their weapons, yeah. They standing there, getting ready to like in their positions, and then everyone's uh, Ahsoka's fighting magistrate, but then the standoff is still as just as intense on the outside with yeah. them staring each yep. other down and having conversation. I'm not gonna lie, like like Wang's conversation during that. Oh, I, it was just so like. Oh, it was so cool. It like was. it was like like during that conversation you were like you were pulling for Lang not to not to win of course. But just kind of survive. But, yeah, to survive. You were kind of hoping maybe like cuz as he was going through you were kind of seeing who you think's going to win in there. Yeah. Like but, but, yeah. yeah. Like and like his calm coolness in that so situation. Calm. Yeah. It was just kind of very it was very much so like you could see that this guy you know, he was probably a hired gun of some sort. He's, he's been around be, a while. He, gotta be. Yeah. And, and like he drops the he drops the thing. He's like, you know, fighting for the right cause, and the one in there isn't. He's like, like I got no quarrel with you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, he's just like, I'm just. Basically, he was just saying like, I'm just here for the money. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of situation. And like, you're you're kind of like you're kind of hoping that he'll be spared throughout this entire situation. And it's it's a really good way to. It, it's it was. A great way for them to filmmaking wise draw you into a lull a little bit. Mm-hmm. While as he was talking to the Mandalorian, it was kind of like showing you that what Lang was trying to do the, to the Mandalorian, what Lang was doing to you as the audience. So like as he was going along, you know, having you drop your guard, wall, yeah. your guard mm-hmm. a little bit as he was going along, he's like dropping his gun down after, you know. After the battle's been completed, you know, everything like that. You're like, oh, you know, this is all going to turn out well. Yeah, Mandalorian's going to spare him. He's going to live to see another day. I I really thought, he was like, okay, Mando's probably not going to, I mean, he put his gun down. He's not, he doesn't really care about this guy, you know. And then he just, he tried to get a quick one on Mando. And you got to know, like, you ain't going to beat him. When will people learn, man? When? Oh, and the the gun oh. spin afterwards. Oh yeah, he does spin Ooh. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then late, and then just like a few moments later, there's like another droid on top of a, a house that's trying to eliminate him. And he just that shot was that amazing. Quick, quick draw, yeah. quick turn draw, around. right to the right yeah. to the face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. The standoff outside was yeah. awesome, and, and then we get to the awesome lightsaber battle on the inside. So here's yes. the thing. Shout I really liked the magistrate. Her whole demeanor. I yeah. was the whole time I was not expecting her to be like a warrior. Like I was not expecting that. Yeah, but then uh Ahsoka dropped earlier and she's like, Don't, Don't underestimate, underestimate the magistrate. Yeah. Yeah. Don't underestimate the magistrate. I'm looking for your master. That was another thing that okay, made, true, made true. me um that, that made me a little bit like, hmm. Yeah. It's more here. Yeah. So she grabs the Beskar uh, staff, which, again, earlier we learned that pure Beskar is going to uh, withstand a lightsaber. So this battle was awesome, yeah. man. Uh, it essentially was a lightsaber battle. Like It was making the same clashing-type yeah. sounds and sparks and stuff. And it was pretty epic, man. And uh, Magistrate almost got one over on Ahsoka and got her to lose one lightsaber into the yep. pond. And, yep. then, uh, and then it just... She Ahsoka was just better. Period. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ends up losing, and we get another tidbit of information here. Yeah. Yes. Talk about that's, this. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty another wild. Name drop. Yeah, another name drop. She says, uh, oh, "Tell me where Grand Admiral uh, Thrawn is." Yes. And that if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, you're a diehard Star Wars fan. This kind of wet your beak a little bit here, because yes. uh, not only is uh, Thrawn popular in the book series, yes, um, he did get some screen time uh, 
brief, significant amount. I mean, in, in Rebels, in Rebels, significant in Rebels, um, and uh, pretty good arc actually. Yes. Um, and so, I was this a setup for the Ahsoka standalone uh, spinoff, or is Thrawn going to play a bigger role in Mandalorian? I feel like it's the first with I setting hope it's up the first. Yeah, I feel like I, I I feel like him and Moff Gideon co you will you will lose something on one of them if you are because they are very they seem like they're going down a similar path like the type of villain they are because Thr- although Thrawn isn't really a fighter. Um, in, in most of it, he is. He's very tactical. He's yeah. probably the. He is the most intelligent villain that they pro- that they that the um that they ever face. I would say in most of the main arcs is he, he's super intelligent. He takes the time to most of the, like most of the time the empire Huge strategist for sure. Yes, most of the time the empire does not care about locals in the sense of learning anything about them, how they exist. Thrawn is very much about he wants to know every detail about every local that that he is facing as he wants to be able to turn anything against them that he possibly can. Uh he he's a very cerebral villain. Um he, he's you can kind of almost see him as being like a Lex Luthor type of villain um in the sense of he he's using his mind to take control of situations, which was really cool seeing it in Rebels because most like I said most of the villains are like they're all about force. Like, how can I, um, how can I force you to do something through physical nature instead of through psychological, through putting you into situations, you know, strategically throwing you off. Yeah, it was good to get that name drop. Um, and so she walks out of the inner gates and re- uh, meets up with Mando again. Everyone's celebrating. Had a real, happy. yeah, had a real Return of the Jedi yeah. finale <laughs> feel to it. Uh, cool music playing here, uh, so that, that was good to hear. Yeah, party in the streets. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I guess they gave control of the city over to the, the wing guy. Yeah, um, yep. which we which we kept getting glimpses of him throughout the like the entire episode. So like I was like, oh, this guy's got to be important, man. Yep. So I did a little digging on yep. the on the actor who quote unquote actor who played him, and uh, he's actually really big with Disney. Um, yep. He kind of helped. Uh, he helped start and the the Disney park lines for um, yeah. international um, and cruises. He helped start up all that. He was like a big creative uh, uh, person to her for all the cruise lines. Um, so he's like really big as far as the executive and the that? corporate side mm-hmm. of Disney. And oh, this is this is his payoff. See, see everyone yeah. listening, you won't get yeah. that kind of info anywhere else but the <laughs> Royal Geek Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, Justin. <laughs> I, I mean, I had just had to do some digging, man. He was like, uh, he we don't just, know what kind of droids those were, but we do know yeah. that this guy helped start some cool <laughs> yep. cruises in Asia. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, and then uh, this this little uh, final conversation here, uh, where she says. No, I'm not going to train him, but I can point you in the direction yeah. of uh, another Jedi uh, temple, I guess. Yeah, basically, the t- go into the temple, and then you know another Jedi might show up. If they, you know, they, if they, if they might f- reach out if they feel him yes. in his presence. They did give direct. She gave direction to take him to the Seeing Stone, yeah. and then let him choose his own path. If he reaches yeah. out with the Force, which another is, Jedi may come, which I think is good. Yeah, let let Grogu choose his own path. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, so then this leads to more questions as far as 
what other Jedi is going to come and get him? Or yep. yeah, how uh, many are left? <laughs> yeah, how many are left? Yeah, I feel like with just the the tone of this episode and everything, I really feel like the only option is Ezra. Yeah, I mean, especially considering the fact that you have, I mean, known Jedi that are around right now. You know, you got Ahsoka, you got Luke, um, Luke at this point, which will be a little well, tricky because. Uh, if it is Mark Hamill, if it is Mark Hamill, it would have to be like a de-aged, yeah, de-aged uh, Mark Hamill. Yep. Which They're I don't know if they more, have the budget for that. More likely, Maybe they do. Well, actually, more likely be like Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan would make more sense. Age-wise? No, wait, no, wait. Hey, Obi-Wan's no, wait, dead, bad, dude. Bad, 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 bad. It's okay. No, yes. but yeah. it's okay. This stuff is confusing, and it's, there's yeah. so many different timelines. And... Yeah, and then Ezra would be like the other one. Yeah. Like, that, that would be your big other one. Or and I if know you... If you go down a really deep rabbit hole with Star Wars fan theories, it could be Mace Windu who survived. Mm, yeah, potentially. <laughs> or I mean, Jar Jar? Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think Mace is older than Obi-Wan. True. And Mace, he, st- but Obi-Wan's dead. Yeah. Mace, well, is, Mace is technically dead, too. But, well, I'm saying, but it's like, Samuel Jackson. If they get him. Right, exactly. Nick Fury up in there, man. There goes all their, there goes all their budget. It's just yeah, exactly. everything to do, right? Although I feel like I feel like uh, Samuel L. Jackson will do it for free. To be honest with you, nah, he, he loves Star Wars, dude. Think he so? loves Star Wars. Oh, then they spend all their money making another purple lightsaber. Hey, before we get out of here, can I just say that when they were walking out of uh, <clears throat> Kaladin, that's the name of the town or the village or whatever, Kaladin, I think. But anyways, as they're walking out and they're talking, Mando and Ahsoka Tano, um, he said that. Baby Yoda, Grogu, the child, kid, is back on the ship. And I was thinking, you mean where the freaking tracker oh, beacon? Oh, yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> I was convinced this is where they lose. Yeah, like he's gone. Yeah, I was convinced he's going to show up and the ship's burning. Like they took Baby Yoda, they took Grogu, ship's burning, or they just took him, period, and got out of yeah, there. Good point. I was convinced. So I was just so nervous this whole walk back, you know? Um, but, uh, Grogu's safe as, as of now, as of right now, episodes over, it ends yep. speculation there's, for, there's three left for future episodes. Yep. There's three left in this season. So I'm going to go ahead and kick off some speculation. Let's here. do it. Okay. I want to hear it. Come on. So you mentioned the tracking, right? Yep. Well, he's going to go, uh, take the, the ship to, what is it? Typhus or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to the Jedi uh, Temple where he can go to the Seeing Stone, and that's where Moff Gideon's going to show up uh, and have a nice little uh, dark saber versus Mando with the Beskar, Beskar spear. spear. Yeah, that thing's awesome. That's going to be a yeah. sick battle right there. And uh, it's going to get a little tense, but I do believe he is going to lose Yo- um, Grogu for Grogu. yeah uh, for an episode. Uh, hopefully not like we predicted earlier, where, where it's, it's the cliffhanger season, yeah, of the season finale. Season finale cliffhanger? Yeah. It's going to be. Maybe. I really hope not. Not for sure. Gosh. But everything it, everything yeah. you're saying I think is coming, but I don't think it's yeah. happening in this episode coming up. This next episode is going to be a little fluffy filler. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah. Gosh, I hope not. I hope, it's, I hope he gets to the Jedi Temple this next episode. I hope... The next three episodes are like bang, 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 like good, yeah. better, best. Yeah. Like yep. that's what it needs to be because uh, I feel like any episode after this one is just going to feel small if it doesn't have anything yep. to do with uh, like Jedi or um, Moff Gideon or just uh, unveiling more of the secrets yep. behind Grogu and that kind of stuff. So Yeah. I mean I feel like um, if you're going to maybe Grogu reaches out and basically 
Moff Gideon and the in the Mandalorian are fighting, and the Moff Gideon gets the upper hand, takes has Baby Yoda taken away, but then Ezra shows up because he felt Grogu and saves the Mandalorian's life, but Moff Gideon gets away. And then, so then the next two episodes are set up with one episode refining where they are, and then potentially an all is lost moment, and then the finale. Team up, getting everybody who's been introduced in these yeah. episodes all together. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sweet. Which would be pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah. Just do like a like an old fashioned like heist movie. Which if like season, <laughs> they're going from planet to if, planet. If season one is any indication, like he. They all gather back together to do yep. uh, save the day. So maybe we'll Again, get maybe we'll get Timmy, Timothy Oliphant back. That'd be Ooh, sick. <laughs> wow, that'd be nice, dude. I'd, I'd like I take that one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But guys, you're, both of you are wrong. We're gonna get some more boat action in this next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Big boat battle. Gosh, man, what uh, black flag style? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great, man. <laughs> Seeing Mando just fly from boat to boat. Gosh, man, yeah, get out of here. With All right, yeah. There, there are a lot of different ways it can go. So, um, I'm really excited to see, man. Three more episodes left. Um, but I will say though that the and I and I enjoy doing it the way we do so that we can review it and everything. But man, there are times where I'm like, man, I this is why I do I do understand why some people are waiting for all of it to come out so they can just binge it because yeah. I'm just ready to I'm just get I'm, answers now. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little anxious to see what's about to happen. But yeah. then again, the build up between episodes has been great, man. It's no, something I've, to talk about. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying I'm it. I'm thankful for yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good way the way the way they do it that they. That I, I'm okay with a week in between. I, it's just like when they go like they start having a week off in between each episode sometimes, and you're just like, and some some shows do that, and you're like, just come on, just like get us to where we need to go. Yeah, it's like it's like a ten episode season, but it, they do it over like fifteen weeks, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Come on, yeah. Well, thankfully, Disney Plus hasn't done anything like that no. yet. Yeah, so that's nice, but. All right, boys, we gotta get we gotta wrap this up. Any other last thoughts on uh, chapter thirteen? Uh, it was a great episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. You got a bunch of content, like really moved the story along. Yeah, story, I feel like jumped. Yes. like significantly. Yeah, yeah. Filoni did a great job. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Filoni directed, so that was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Dude, how about this Filoni and uh, John Favre team up here? Like, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great, man. Yeah, it's been going pretty well. <laughs> Match made in heaven? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and, I'd agree. I mean, we'll get Taika Waititi for one of these the next several Ooh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, we all know how you feel about him, right, T-Roll? I love it, man. He did a great job in the finale. Yeah, so agreed. And on one of my favorite films. So, all that being said, we should probably close up here, boys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will do... Episode reviews for the last three chapters of season two in the next few weeks. And, um, yeah, we will have another normal episode of the Royal Geek podcast as well for next week. So please come back for that. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. And please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. For my good friends Justin Sandoval and Anthony Amato, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.